tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. starts and the opening of the movie is um i the, his name escapes me but tachaka's brother telling the story of wakanda's origins to his son the boy who would eventually become killmonger but we'll get to all that yeah um, and it's this very, you know, beautifully animated origin of Wakanda and the Black Panther. And it instantly gives you a lot of world building in a very short amount of time. And, and it just really gets people in on the mythology of the character as well without, you know, spending an eternity to get from point a to b <laughs> yeah um basically vibranium asteroid crashes into african not exactly nation area i guess and there's a tribal yeah. war between five tribes um and the five tribes are just fighting over the substance and eventually like some panther god tells a specific warrior to eat this herb this let's just call it a magic herb because that's what it is it's fucking yeah. magic it's not it's not science the science is that the vibranium went into the ecosystem of this pre-wakanda and that's where it comes from mm. But I mean, yeah. I guess you could pass it off as like on how iron works and stuff, but no. Nah. No. No, it's fucking magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, Best, uh, the panther goddess, who is an Egyptian goddess of cats. Yeah. Um, yes, and also people forget Egypt is part of Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,. But yeah, Best tells this chosen one to eat the herb, and he, he becomes the new Black Panther and unites the tribes. The gorilla tribe separates from the rest of Wakanda, 
and yeah we start uh that's over with and then we open to a flashback of oakland that we'll circle back to um and then after that we go to t'challa uh sitting on his aircraft yes um where we are recap the events of civil war specifically the events of his um arc arc in the film that his subplot which involves the death of t'chaka um and the man that killed him helmet zemo um which is all told to us through a uh news broadcast yeah and then of course this also lets us know that the rest of the world still thinks that wakanda is a third world country yeah and they think that they're all their vibranium is gone and an attack yep. a terrorist attack in the 90s where uh on the border and claw was the cause of that um but yeah he shuts off the tv and uh chad we finally get a good look at chadwick boseman and his Black Panther suit in this film. Yeah, which is actually still the suit from the last movie. Yeah. But this movie is still so standalone. Like, this is the thing about how this movie starts and plays out from beginning in. It feels like its own movie. It doesn't feel... I don't want to say it doesn't feel connected, because it obviously is, but it doesn't feel too reliant on its connection to Civil War and the rest of the Marvel Universe. Like, yeah, the rest of the MCU the is... Go, do what? Uh, yeah, the rest of the M- MCU is not necessary watching for this. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing with a lot of MCU movies is that they feel like necessary watches. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it feels like you have to watch it because it's kind of episodic whereas this makes ryan coogler really made it a point to make this film stand alone and really be its own story and like this opening scene with the chala really clarifies all that it gives you all the information you need to know pretty much immediately um again like opening scene with the origins of wakanda and then opening scene with the chala Everything you need is in the beginning of this movie to instantly get invested. And yeah, it's very much like um, um, actually good comic like writing where you like yeah. just if you need to know something, they tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not just obscure reference to incredibly complicated thing that happened two issues ago yeah just (laughs) recap and then we're off to this story yeah and it's and it's a very tasteful recap it's not like previously on captain (laughs) america civil war like no it actually is a very tasteful recap that actually makes sense within universe you could totally believe t'challa would be watching a news broadcast about the events just to you know let it sit and 
he would contemplate about it and, and what the world um, anyway, thinks of um him and his yeah, father yeah, and wakanda exactly. and of... again like th this suit is fucking gorgeous like, oh it's, yeah it's practical it's believable it is a very well-designed suit didn't they actually and... build this suit Yes, they did. They actually did build it for Civil War. They did have to have, you know, CGI touches to make it look a little, you know, tighter. Yeah. But and it, it still looks more believable than uh, the uh, mm, Spider-Man suit, which we're not going to get into. <laughs> but <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this still looks really believable. Like, it actually is tangible. And the designs on the mask and everything, like, the patterns, it's, it's a gorgeous suit. And but does Chadwick anyway, look so good in it? <laughs> yes, that too. He looks excellent in it. But also, after we see all that, he ends up going in, talking to Okoye who um, lets them know that they're basically approaching the target, which is a convoy of uh, human traffickers. Mm -hmm. And um, he is about, he's ready to deploy from their ship and she tells him don't freeze and i never freeze <laughs> like it's it's an iconic line they put it i believe in the first trailer i want to say they put it in the first trailer it was a very big is a very good line and they knew it and they put it in that trailer um and anyway he deploys out of the ship sends um EMP devices down on each of the um, vehicles and totally just knocks them out, you know, just yeah. knocks out the power to their entire system. And then we get a little into some excellent stealth action. Yeah. It's kind of set up like a horror movie a bit <laughs> which uh, yeah, I, I like when they little, um kind of kind of like the um first big action sequence in batman begins where he's yeah. going up against the thugs where it's like this it is very much like a horror sequence in that movie and it's very similar here but i honestly feel much better because ryan coogler is much better at conveying action than christopher nolan is yeah yeah, he is. Christopher Nolan Shade. <laughs> and, like, he actually leads us. Like, um, all you hear is, like, first it's just uncertainty. Just all the engines are dead. And then they hear, like, a barking. And then they find a dog barking up a tree. And then they look up. <laughs> and it's Black Panther. 
a man in a cat suit yeah. who's about to murder you, and then immediately the next shot is a guy being thrown into a vehicle and denting it. And also, if we can talk about the very subtle humor of this movie at points, the dogs barking at the man <laughs> in a cat suit. I mean, come on. Yeah. Excellent writing. But yeah, um, um, but yeah, he just lays waste on these guys. Like, holy shit! Like they're shooting at him, and since he's wearing a bulletproof suit, it is not working for shit. And he's <laughs> just knocking them out. <laughs> and one of and the them, <laughs> yeah, one of the women who are in one of the back of the trucks who is told to keep silent, uh just creeps out of there suspiciously just... played by one of the best actresses of our time Lupita Nyong'o hmm, hmm. she can't be important at all no she's not a main character um <laughs> but uh yeah she sneaks out in the T'Challa's wrecking shop and then he um starts coming up to this final soldier and <laughs> The woman that snuck out of the truck uh, stops him and rips the gun out of the, out of the soldier's hand, and it, it, she says, "He's just a boy." And yeah, <laughs> T'Challa that's, freezes. That's actually the. Yep, he freezes. But that's the thing I actually love is that this, that this scene in that quick moment, and again, it's just a testament to how fucking good the writing is. It actually points out, you know, actual problems in third world in third world countries with kids being you know turned into soldiers yeah i mean the it's, last it's very small moments but you know there, there's really good shit in this moment where she actually points out to T'Challa, which is like, no, don't hurt him. He's just a kid. He's practically forced into this. Let him go. The last <laughs> movie in the MCU that like actually handled that was like the first Iron Man movie. There was a bit in Age of Ultron, but uh, is uh, there though? Yeah, is there though? Uh, well, I mean, I guess there is because like there's, but then again, at the same time, the twins aren't really kids yeah um and sokovia isn't exactly a third world country it's a but like second world country i will give joss whedon credit that is a very good line whenever captain america whenever um i i forgot what it is maria hill said something about um being at war and then he said so are they yeah and it's just like oh shit <laughs> at, at least it's... at least not a third world but war-torn country yeah they're they're a war-torn country and there's actually you know i know we're kind of getting on a little bit of a tangent but there is a deleted scene um in age of ultron that i wish they kept in there whenever captain america gets out of the quinjet and the very first thing he sees is um uh spray painted mural on a wall of um his face but fascist spray painted over it 
Ah. And it's just like, ooh, ooh, that is good. Oh man, you you really want to get into that? Okay. Um, but of course it was cut. So yeah. Um, I feel like um, Iron Man and Age of Ultron. You know, at least with Iron Man, it's very base level. Because I mean, that's not exactly what the movie's about, but still, it's. Yeah, the the movie is definitely about, you know, our uh, military-industrial complex and um, while Tony's simultaneously journey. praising the military. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's basically yeah. a recovery story from, yeah, yeah becoming a better person. Uh, anyways... Yeah. Anyways, anyway, getting 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 back to the topic. Again. Those are all for Black other podcasts. <laughs> uh, Black Panther. So, yeah. Um, after freezing, uh, one of the other's final soldiers, uh, they pop up, and they're like, and they took a hostage from the back of the truck, and he's like, "I'll shoot! I'll shoot!" and uh, then uh koya and then a koya koya just comes out of fucking nowhere just a spear just and he's like you froze yeah uh <laughs> i yeah it seems like she dropped out of their plane mm-hmm. which yeah. she would do absolutely because she is an absolute badass and also incredibly beautiful and she's bald just something to point out that this movie also does it subverts a lot of feminine beauty standards yeah very very well (laughs) um what's her name uh, Nakia? Nakia, Nakia. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, we are, it's revealed that the woman from the back of the truck is Nakia, an established, well, not a sub, a Black Panther character. Yeah, that is, um, let's just say much better than the comic book counterpart. Um... Because the comic book counterpart is, uh, again, let me just say, um, putting this lightly, an evil bitch (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is kind of stereotypical. But um, anyway, this isn't the comic book. This is is the movie we're talking about. but yeah also former lover of t'challa their exes that is immediately pointed out and you know she wants to continue attending to her mission because this is the mission that she's been put on she's basically a spy of the dora milaje um doing undercover work and uh, T'Challa kind of ruined her bust. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um... but then he ends up 
explaining that it's because his father died and that he is to take the throne and she immediately because of their history she immediately you know empathizes with him and decides to go back to Wakanda with him so yeah (laughs) okay um yeah um after the that uh, they leap tell the people in the back of the truck to go and take the boy and to never speak of this wink <laughs> say nothing <laughs> um but yeah they hop on the plane and they go back to Wakanda and they meet the queen of Wakanda and also T'Challa's mother they're the same person, I mean. Um, and uh, Shuri, his sister, is also waiting there. Mm-hmm. Also, well, we should probably uh, talk about this now. Wakanda looks very different from Panther Quest. Yeah, very different. It is, I believe, the term... and. Audience, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe the term is Afrofuturism. I think so, but the, you know, double check us. Yes, please double check us. I'm pretty sure that's the term, but I again, I am just um, a white person <laughs> that is unintentionally ignorant on something, so... please forgive me um but (laughs) anyway the 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 designs of wakanda take a lot of influence from afrofuturistic ideas and designs and um as well as you know a little bit from jack kirby there's there's a little bit of jack kirby-esque designs in there um the less problematic ones. <laughs> Wakanda is very much like um, a combination of their country's past and the world's present day and the future. It's just. Yeah, like it is. Wakanda's design, I'm. It is very much. Um, a kind of a perfect marriage of, um, you know, traditional African culture as well as um, idealistic futures. Like, if that makes it, like, it, it combined, because I guess it, it's almost kind of like a Tomorrowland with African culture. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that, analogy. I guess that might that that might be a perfect analogy, better than the other ones. Again, I'm kind of stumbling through this, but <laughs> I think that might be as close to a perfect analogy as I can get. Um, I I know it's later in the film, but like in Shuri's lab, like um, when they're going down the staircase, you can see like paintings on the the wall 
in the staircase. It's like, ah, so much detail. Oh my god. It's yeah, just it's it's an insanely detailed. This is a country proud of its culture. <laughs> Absolutely, like oh my god, Ryan Coogler and his production designers and uh, costume designers—they all worked fucking overtime to really, you know, create this country from the ground up essentially and really make it feel lived in and unique and just full of just color and beauty and just it's a very fucking magnificent looking place and you can see why they would be so proud of it yeah but um back to the plot um yeah sorry uh, tangents all over the place it's okay um the queen and shuri and everyone meets up uh but yeah they have a little banter and uh shuri and t'challa have some sister brother talk just <laughs> yeah <laughs> which eventually leads to i forget what the smart ass comment was um that t'challa says to shuri but shuri ends up giving him the finger <laughs> and the <laughs> and their mothers gets their mother gets on to her it's just like yeah which is the closest to the word fuck that marvel will ever get to using they haven't u- they haven't used the word fuck have they no, no, they've never used the word fuck ever. Not even in their TV, MA, Netflix television series. Huh. Huh. Anyways. Which included, <laughs> which included a um, foul-mouthed PI with an alcohol and sex addiction problem. But she he's, never said fuck. He's frickin' people and uh, gosh darnating all around. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, again, tangents, tangents. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. Um... He's still talking to his mother, and his mother is basically telling him, "It's your time now to be king." You know, giving him all this motherly reassurance. Yeah. Yeah that he is ready for this because T'Challa is still unsure of it. You know, that's that's the big part of his arc is that he's still very insecure in taking the throne because he still looks up to his father greatly um, and wants to be a what he believes to be a great king like his father and you know one thing leads to another i believe the next scene is getting straight into the ritual combat yeah i think that's it because because they just get straight into this shit like they 
do not even waste time, you know, giving you all of this information about Wakanda. Yeah, um, they're just showing you. Yeah, they're showing you. They're not, you know, telling you in a vast slog of exposition that lasts for 30 fucking minutes. Um, yeah. Um, as much as I love Aquaman, that is a problem. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, they head out to um, their uh, little riverbed that they. Yeah, it is a riverbed, um, like that is like a waterfall. It is gorgeous. I don't even know how they shot that or did stunt coordination because that'd be slippery as all fuck. But, um, it's, it's gorgeous. But anyway, like Zuri, who's played by Forrest Whitaker, he's like the shaman or priest or whatever the hell he is. I honestly don't know. Um, a vizier, I guess, but I guess I, I'm not sure, but anyway, he ends up giving T'Challa this potion concoction that takes away the power of the Black Panther. And, uh, and it looks really fucking painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, they all of they basically ask in ritual, just uh, will so and so come fight today for the crown? And they're like. We will not today, and then uh, so on and so on, and then, and then it's Shuri, to... being a smartass, is like she raises her hand, and there's like, <gasps> what? And she's like, yes. Um, can we just get out of these uncomfortable outfits and just get this over with already? Come on! And everyone just starts like. So whatever, stupid kid. Oh. <laughs> and, but then, um, and then we hear some chanting, <laughs> and it's oh god. Um, it turns out it's the gorilla tribe, and yes. I really, really love their chanting. It's just represents their tribe so well, and it's. It's very cool, okay? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. They actually make M'Baku and his tribe really fucking cool. <laughs> like, they're... It's not a laughable stereotype. Like, they're actually really fucking interesting. And just... There's a whole new culture there that just comes out of nowhere and it's they're they're basically the tribe left behind yeah they're they're the tribe that's basically been exiled from the west from the rest of wakanda somewhat due to their own stubbornness but <laughs> yeah um but yeah um M'Baku comes out and he basically says that I challenge you and with uh because it's a tradition 
T'Challa cannot deny it. Deny. No, uh, well, he wouldn't anyways, but... (laughs) No, no, T'Challa is a very honorable individual. He would not deny um, ritual combat if he was challenged. Yeah. So, um, um... So... They fight, and each of their uh, like characteristics are portrayed through how they fight. Yeah, like this is another thing. Like this movie, and again, it's all testament to Ryan Coogler's direction, which you can also see this type of direction within his previous movie, Creed. Um, there, he really puts a lot of care into the different fighting styles of characters. Um, Like, T'Challa is very strategic and um, very agile. Yeah. Like, he thinks through each and every... Like, he basically fights like a surgeon, whereas M'Baku, on the other hand, he fights like a brute. He fights with basically blunt force. <laughs> yeah. It's basically brain versus brawn and um uh yeah, uh I god, it's was probably very I don't know how they did it. I don't know how cuz of this is a very real fight for yeah. especially what we have for like in the MCU. Yeah, and... for, for the MCU, this is a ridiculously real fight. It doesn't feel like there's that much CGI at all. I don't except think for... there is. Uh, well, there maybe some like some after effects. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's any like actual CGI for the people. To no, like maybe for some of the props, but you yeah. Know, and it's on water too. It's like, oh, that's that was probably very difficult. It looks very cool though, so it's worth it. Yeah, it, it looks beautiful, and just, I mean, there's a reason why this got nominated for so many different Academy Awards. Like, it's absurd how many it it, it was nominated for and won too. Um, but. Yeah, like, again, this fight is fantastic. And also then you have um, the different tribes uh, of each contestant, I guess. Not contestant. That might be the best. I don't fucking know. But anyway, the two individuals fighting, like, their, their tribes... On like each side with spears approaching closer and closer as yeah. the clock ticks. It's basically like a really fucked up, um, just timer for yeah. the fight, and they're basically pushing them closer and closer to the edge of the waterfall. Um, so either one of them has to yield. Or one of them has to die, or both of them, if neither of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, T'Challa has 
M'Baku in a chokehold over the waterfall. And um, he's trying to tell him to yield and, <laughs> because of your people need you. And eventually... Yeah, like, that's, the thing. that's the thing. He refuses to kill him. Like, yeah. He's just like, yield, man. Yield. Because <laughs> if T'Challa doesn't want to take a life unless it's necessary, also some character progression for T'Challa from Civil War, but yeah. <laughs> it's a different movie. Different movie. <laughs> um, But yeah, M'Baku yields and uh, there's celebration! Nobody died! <laughs> and T'Challa is officially yeah. king. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, and also the celebration music. Can I quickly point out um, the score of this movie, which is an Academy Award winning score, it's fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say. Sorry, I'm going to just totally um, pimp out the Academy Awards that this movie <laughs> was nominated for and won because um, we'll get to the big issue by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Um... The soundtrack, um, probably the best, well, at least the best, um, original score for Out of the MCU, because Guardians of the Galaxy has a very good soundtrack, soundtrack, but but also... It's mostly three decent songs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And don't get me wrong, the... Um, Avengers theme is great, but, you know, I would say for an entire score, Black Panther takes the fucking cake. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, God, they, they have, like, so many styles, like, um, forgive me, I'm not a very musically inclined person, but, um, they, like, mix R&B and like yeah, they mix tribal music with R&B with classical, you know, again, I'm not very musically inclined myself. So we're just kind of making up shit as we go along. But there's a, a vast variety of musical styles just merged together seamlessly. Like it doesn't feel like it's just like haphazardly thrown together like it feels very precise and and like uh, very just well produced yeah each each uh track very much fits their scene like um Mm -hmm. the chase scene in korea that was some club music i no a little bit but um god anyways the plot the plot we we just keep getting off on tangents mostly started by me i apologize (laughs) oh it's okay it's okay we all get on tangents especially me um but yeah we enter the um final ceremony uh which would be uh t'challa basically being lightly buried under sand and uh, given a 
the herbs that we talked about earlier. Yes. The, the that mm-hmm. herb. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I had to throw that joke out. <laughs> but anyway, it does actually lead to a very touching scene. Yeah, um, T'Challa enters the afterlife, um, and he meets T'Chaka there. And basically what he, what he is, oh god, uh, let me repeat myself, um, T'Challa and, he meets T'Chaka in the afterlife, and he and him have a talk, and T'Chaka is very focused on uh, T'Challa becoming his replacement in the throne, and T'Challa is much more focused on moving on and how hard it's going mm-hmm. to be and the weight of the throne. Yeah, yeah, like that is the brilliant thing about this. It's like the, the things that really hit about this movie are the things that are implied. And not necessarily spoken, even though they are, but, you know, it's it's very complex writing, and it's really yeah. good stuff. Because, again, like, his father is just, like, on and on and on about the throne, the throne, the throne. And, like, wanting to, it, like, giving him, like, this these wise words about being king. And, you know, T'Challa is like, I don't know if I can do this without you. And his father in his fucking blindness, thinks that he's talking about the fucking throne. He's not talking about the throne. He's talking about his father. You fucking imbecile. <laughs> and it's just... It's it's very excellent stuff. And it immediately, before we learn the dark truths of his father, immediately tells you how different the two characters are yeah t'challa oh god chadwick is fucking selling it oh god just (sighs) such a great actor yeah like god he was amazing but you know just (sighs) But yeah, also another thing about the scene, the visuals of the ancestors' realm. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. T'Challa, after M'Baku basically said, not M'Baku, Jesus, he's not dead. Uh, T'Chaka says that, um, gives him some advice, just it's very hard for a good man to be king, which mm-hmm. T'Challa is. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and again, very subtle foreshadowing of a certain event. <laughs> so, T'Challa just breaks out of the sand, gasping for air. And it's probably not because of he was sort of dead. It was probably the emotions... <laughs> either way it's it's just oh my god you can dig so much into this film 
Yeah, like there's there's palpable layers to this movie that just it's got layers <laughs> <laughs> like an onion. Um, the ogres have layers like an onion. <laughs> Onions have layers. And so does Black Panther. Um, so does Parfaits. <laughs> um, Everybody loves Parfaits. But yeah, Sorry. it's okay. Um, we uh, go to... I believe it's the next scene, either way. Um, but we see Eric uh, Killmonger in uh, this museum. And it's our first introduction mm, to him. Yeah. Yes, very great introduction. And also, again, going back to the score, his theme. <laughs> oh my god, it is menacing. It is just catchy. It's perfect. Anyway, getting back to the plot. Um, but yeah, um, he j- he's uh, looking around at these artifacts. And the museum cur- curator is just telling him about it just can i help you sir and just like yeah where where's this, this from this this very white british karen yeah i mean she, i'm not sure who what who the actress was but she did a good job for her scene yeah. like, you, you can yeah, see that something's up she ain't feeling very good <laughs> throughout the yeah. scene um but yeah he's just like uh, where's this from? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. It's from the East Tribe of African Country. And uh, he's like, uh, oh, where's this from? And then she explains it. And then he goes to this other one. And he's like, uh, it came from this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 no. This came from Wakanda. And, yeah, like, she's, he's just like, nope. You're wrong. This is actually from Wakanda. She's like, "What? No." And I, I'm sorry, sir. It's <laughs> uh, like, uh, "No, no, don't sweat it. I'll, I'll take it off your hands." Just, he's very yeah, I, again. Just the the very. This is what Michael B. Jordan. He was perfect for this role, just because like he just oozes that confidence that arrogant confidence that this character needs it's just killmonger is very much like on the outside you just very it looks like he's chill very well collected uh very it's like oh uh, we can have a little buddy buddy conversations it's like but no they're just like there's There's cracks to it yeah there's a lot of deep hate and rage just simmering underneath all of that and you can just see it in the eyes and you can just and some of it cracks out just mm-hmm. at times just like no no I, I'm, go- I'm gonna take it off your hands it's like mm, so good so ah so good so much good writing and acting is ah. But, um, yeah, the security guards just 
pulls up and is like, oh, uh, uh, let's let's uh, take this outside, buddy. And is like, yeah, um, I know this. And that then the... then she ends up start starts acting up even more, and he is just like, what 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 was it that he said? I forget the exact uh, quote. Um, Something you've been you've been uh you've got so much security about or you've got so much security around these uh objects and like you haven't been monitoring what's been put in your body and just something like that and it's just and then she faints yeah. i noticed that um the security guard that like the museum creator was never like oh come over here uh, we got to get this guy out of here it's like Nope, just yeah. The security guard just racially profiled him. Yeah, <laughs> and again, very subtle writing. <laughs> very subtle. Just I doubt Disney even picked up on it. It's just, <sighs> but yeah, she drops. Yeah, that that <laughs> that was probably Ryan Cougar. Like, eh, these motherfuckers won't let me do this in more obvious fashion. So let's do some subliminal mind fucking. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes I mean it, can, it. Sometimes it can be to a director's benefit to do that. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she drops, and uh, Eric's just like, "Oh, somebody call the ambulance!" And uh, very quickly, uh, <laughs> a medical team shows up, and. Uh, turns out it's Claw and his crew. Just yes, Claw, played by the one and only Andy Serkis, director of Venom Two, <laughs> <laughs> and also Alfred Pennyworth. Yep, and Caesar and Gollum and lots of stuff. King, King Kong. Kong. <laughs> hey, we said it together. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they basically slaughter the room and claws <laughs> too much. <laughs> so much joy coming out of him, just very childish glee from killing people. Just, oh God, and he's very, he's just a little too likable. Not, not that's no. not a that's not a point against the movie. Just like he's a piece of shit, no, 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 but no. ah, you you just enjoy yeah, watching him on Andy, screen. Andy Circus just oh my god, he really sells it. Like he just has so much instant charisma. Like, yeah, he's very it's, charismatic. It's almost, it's almost effortless, and he's just able to play this part in such a way that makes you go. Yeah, he's he's a vile human being, but oh my god, he's also just so much fun to watch. But, yeah. <laughs> and also, he's very weirdly sexually attracted to metal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, after spreading the bodies, <laughs> claw. Um, uh, yeah, uh, they break open the little i guess the weapon that they had that was from wakanda uh claw breaks it open with his little sound cannon prosthetic it's not 
uh, sound cannon, like in the comics, is prosthetic. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's just like a hand prosthetic that turns into a cannon. Yeah. Um, but they break, they take it, and uh, they leave, and then we go back to Wakanda. It's Shuri's lab. And you get first question, what are those? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my. And then, um, yeah, Shuri's very much the cue if we're using James Bond uh, analogs to Black Panther. To be fair, James Bond was actually an inspiration for Ryan Coogler for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's been very transparent about that. Yeah, she's showing off her gadgets, and it's very much like a video game. And I really want a Black Panther video game. I really do. Yes, yes. And not just have him as a DLC character in the Marvel's Avengers game, Marvel. We want an actual Black Panther video game. Possibly with a DLC a game of the Dora Milaje, but that's a different story. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- she's just showing off these gadgets and just... It's a video game! It's <laughs> it, it's literally that. Just, oh my god. Just, this is what this does. And this is what that does. And oh, this is your power now. Do that. And just... <laughs> It's pegging for it. Oh god. I, I it just yeah. throughout this movie there's op- there's choices that T'Challa makes and is the way to the crown is like uh yeah, there's yes, this is another very specific choice that is again subtle fucking writing and costume design that involves him having to choose between two Black Panther suits. One is a very, you know... In-your-face. In-your-face, golden... Um, I, I don't know what you would call that. Um, Necklace? I don't I guess so I guess that's what you would call it yeah I guess so um which basically you know symbolizes a crown or a much more minimalistic silver necklace and of course he chooses the silver one because he doesn't want to be seen yeah, and he does say that the golden was very tempting. Very tempting. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Again, because power is very tempting, but T'Challa is the better person and doesn't want to abuse mm-hmm. that power. Yes. <sighs> Just Disney, make like a telltale black panther or a mass effect style black panther that's all i ask (laughs) yes 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 and more yes (laughs) um but anyways we're getting a bit off track 
let's As get back on. Do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so T'Challa goes and meets one of his friends. He's like a rhino farmer. He's part of the river yes, tribe. Who is? Yes, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Queen and Slim and Widows, as well as Black Mirror. Yeah, and while I was watching this, I was just, just some fan canon popped up in my head, just like, (laughs) this guy is the guy from get out but (laughs) at the end he's just like fuck america and just (laughs) goes back to wakanda uh yeah possibly (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah they're talking and we see that uh t'challa's friend is very much in attack mode well He's very much ready for battle because he hasn't seen much of it. He's very eager. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he's very eager to get into battle because he has a little bit of a lust for vengeance for a specific individual. Yeah, and I imagine that he's just been sitting around taking care of rhinos for his life. Picking up rhino feces. Just yeah, Wakanda doesn't have many wars or battles to be fought. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's a good thing, but I can see how it would be boring for some people. Yeah. Um but his wife, uh Akoya pops up on there. Uh, are they married or i know well they are in a relationship and yeah i may be wrong but i think koi is a lesbian in the comics so if so um why was that changed because it's the wonderful world of Disney. Where clearly lesbians are very good friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, this this is just my niece. It's not my adopted daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're just... Yeah, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, Akoya informs T'Challa and that guy that you'll never believe who popped up on her radar, and it's Claw. And they arrive in the yeah. their little um. I don't want to call it a conference room because that sounds like a, it's an a, office. It's a throne room. A, yeah, a throne room. Um, and they have it, a discussion. It's, it's, it's basically a... Th- His throne room is simultaneously a 
council room. Like that's 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 the thing that's really interesting is like whenever he sits at his throne, he's also sat before a council. Yeah. So every decision is still kind of a democracy. <laughs> or, or, or an autocracy. Yeah, an autocracy, whatever. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, not... That's not... Not, 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 not an autocracy. What's the... What do the whatever the French do? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the French do. But anyway, ultimately, things still have to be done and approved through consensus. Yeah, it's a debate. Everything is a debate. Yes. Um, but yeah, they are debating whether or not um, we should go after Claw or leave it up to the uh, whatever country's handling it. Because I don't think they know yet about the CIA. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing um, they think it's Interpol, but... Um, yeah, probably. Uh, T'Challa and them are just like, uh, this is a very good place to handle this. And... We do need to finally put this murderer to at least in prison. Because he's trying to do right by his friend. Yeah. You know, because you can see that that is the primary motivation for him doing this. Is that he's trying to gain the trust of his friend. And this is like T'Challa's first big decision as king. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, his friend is basically, um, wanting him, like, makes him promise to either kill him or bring him back to Wakanda. And he's like, I'm going to bring, I promise I will bring him back. Because again... T'Challa doesn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, T'Challa's very noble. And his friend was very, come on, you and me, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. And it's like, T'Challa's like, no, 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 no. I need you here. <laughs> yes, farming rhinos. Yeah. It, it, it's, I know you're very interested in your rhino, rhinos, friend. I, d- I would not want to part you from your rhinos and doing absolutely nothing, my friend. <laughs> which which also, might I point out, that it's actually really great that they have a thriving ecosystem of rhinos and endangered species. Yeah. I'm not sure the benefits of having rhinos because you can't feed off of rhinos. I wouldn't no, think. But I imagine <laughs> I, they I, have chickens. Yeah, they can pull um, whatever the things that we're not farmers, so we wouldn't know uh, yeah. stuff. And probably lamb and stuff, goats. Yeah. I don't know. 
But anyway, no, anyway this again, isn't going to backfire at all. My friend is not a boiling kettle whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the signs were there, T'Challa. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, they head to South Korea. Um, T'Challa, Akoya, and I forget her name. Nakia? Yes, Nakia. Nakia. Um, they head out to North Korea and T'Challa, he's got a suit on. Well, no, he doesn't have a suit on, but he does have the necklace along with him. And... We get to see Nakoya's um, experience out in the world when they mm-hmm. encounter this uh, Korean marketplace lady, lady and it's like they have a little bit of history just oh um, what are you doing here um, I'd like to go into your secret casino please it's like oh after what happened last time? Mm, no, I don't think so. And then Nakia's just like, come on. Come on. Come on, for old times' sake. And then the Korean marketplace's lady is like, okay. <laughs> just good friends. Just good friends. Well, yeah, I'm not dating your daughter whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, they it, they convince her and they go into the casino and also Akoya's wearing a wig, which she is very not big mm-hmm. a fan of. Also a dress, which she is also not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, you can tell she's very uncomfortable in everything she's wearing. Just like, yeah, breaking down those feminine, feminine stereotypes. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, T'Challa basically says for them to spread out because Claw's going to be there and they're going to be ready to arrest him. But then, uh, then you have Agent Ross. Yeah, not related to General Ross or Senator Ross. Or is he? Um, yeah, we have him returning from Civil War, which has to be a trip for him because of <laughs> just a week ago, Civil War happened. Yeah, and, and the then, last time we saw him, he was interrogating Zemo, and now he's in South in Korea on a bus. South Korea. <laughs> and then uh, T'Challa notices him and meets up with him and just, I saw you like a week ago and how are you here <laughs> <laughs> this is south korea <laughs> you you shouldn't be here <laughs> but um yeah they're like kind of having a dick measuring contest but t'challa is just like no this is gonna happen i'm going to take claw in i love how just 
because again, some of that smugness from EMH kind of comes over here, where he's just he has this hint of smugness to it, where he's like, "Yeah, no, he's coming with me. Well, we're gonna take him back. You're gonna get nothing." <laughs> but. Um, no, this is my operation. I, um, in my a very American accent, as you can see. <laughs> I am not You're Martin kidding. Freeman, British actor, whatsoever. <laughs> um, we're going to take him in, and this is our operation. And the child is like, you can think that, <laughs> Mr. American Man. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, um, nah, and then T'Challa fades into the background and we get a Stan Lee cameo. Yes, I love this Stan Lee cameo so much because he's just looking at all of Ross's chips. He's like, I'm just gonna take these for safekeeping. (laughs) Hope you don't mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, Claw shows up and he gets free pass past the marketplace lady and a free pass back the gun checked late people. And yep, he goes Ooh, to because he's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also a bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. Yep, they Claw and White Boy meet up, and <laughs> he's like, "Oh, um, no, you bring your entourage. Are you releasing a new mixtape?" And Claw's like, "Actually, I am. <laughs> would you Would you like to listen to it? Um, somebody get him the SoundCloud SoundCloud link." And, and he's just... like, "No, no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't want to listen to to your music. Just stop, stop." <laughs> I'm kind of interested in how. A claw mixtape would work. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know he is obsessed with sound, so. Ah. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, the deal goes south. After In a hurry, yeah. Claw also takes the mallet out, Wakandan rock out of his pants. Oh god, because again, this gets into his very creepy sexual obsession with uh, vibranium. Because he's just like, where else would I put it? You know, it vibrates. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay. Thought I'd save a couple hundred bucks on uh, just using this instead of a suitcase like you did with your diamonds and just, okay. <laughs> Yeah, sure. That's the reason why you did it. Sure. Sure. But yeah, yeah deal goes south. a cheapskate, but I mean... Yeah. That is clearly not the reason why he has it in his pants. <laughs> yeah. Deal goes south because of Koya. He probably masturbates with the claw hand. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um... But yeah, the deal goes south because McCoy is very uncomfortable in her clothing. And then she wrecks shop with some dudes, which 
leads to Claw to be like, oh, it's a setup, and just starts firing at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I do love that scene where people, like, the guards notice that she's just very uncomfortable and she's clearly wearing a wig and she just whips that thing off and just whips it right in the motherfucker's face it's just she gets a moment of just relief and just pure liberation and it's like it's badass action sequence also she pulls out her giant spear from nowhere and just Yes, absolutely nowhere. Where did that come from? Hmm? Uh, yeah, it's just... It's mm-hmm. very brutal. <laughs> and oh, how yeah. she fights. Um, But anyways, Claw is getting away and T'Challa notices and in a not very clean leap. Clearly done in CGI, but it's yeah, fine. That, it's that's fine. A very, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I I guess they couldn't like get the wires in like a casino. I don't. I don't know. Just anyway. <laughs> but I I should compliment like. It seems like a lot of these sets are practical. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but. Yeah. Quite a few of them are. Yeah. The casino one definitely is. I'm pretty sure that was shot on location. Yeah. It's not like everything green screen like current Marvel movies. Which is. Yeah. Yeah. Or Far From Home. We're gonna CGI and a an apartment and, and a, a gun. gun. <laughs> Cause of the gun, I kind of understand. If you have the money to just CGI a gun seamlessly and you just have like a stand-in prop, I totally understand. Especially after accidents that have happened on certain movie sets. But but. Is it necessary? Yeah, I don't think. I I guess you can. You could buy a plastic gun, not load anything into it, and like maybe do some touch-ups in After Effects and just. Well, that's probably not the name for it, but you know what I mean. But visual touch-ups in post. Yeah, in post, it's just like no, no. Also. CGI bus as well. <laughs> oh my god, it's different movie, yeah. different movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, T'Challa encounters Claw for presumably the first time, and yeah, almost gets to him, but Claw uh does this little hand thing with his prosthetic. And it turns out it's a gun, and he fires it at a ch- T'Challa, and T'Challa blocks it with a, a slot machine, and they get away, and Claw and them get away. Wait, wait, wait! Um, the slot machine. Didn't he have like a fun quip? 
Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. He, oh yeah. It was. I broke the bank. <laughs> and it's just like. And it's just like, oh god, he's just so freaking enjoyable to watch. Like he's just amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, um, they head out. Akoya and Nakia head out, following them. And Jala's behind. He suits up, uh, throws a thingamabobby onto a car, and that allows Shuri to control that car, and they get into a chasing. Remotely. Just... Yeah. It's, it's a, basically a strange remote control device that you can apparently attach to any vehicle anywhere. Yep. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It makes car hijacking incredibly simple. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do a chase scene and it's very fun. And, um, Akoya's brutal in it. <laughs> Oh, as always like oh my god they she like now if say universal were to tap ryan coogler to make a fast and furious movie hmm, it would do a pretty good job like hobbs and shaw 2 maybe yes please please and absolutely get lupita nyong'o on that Absolutely. Please do. I want to see her get just more and more and more work because she's amazing. Um, but yeah, um, like, Akoya throws a sphere through a car and then it lands in front of the car into the street and then it stops the car. Ah, uh, that, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, we're um, not very deep it sometimes it's oh i like that it's very yeah, cool some, sometimes it's just this is cool there's yeah. no problem with that i know i get in uh, very pretentious ramblings about the deeper meanings of things but sometimes i just want to go oh this is really fucking cool you know <laughs> what is life <laughs> <laughs> Um, could get into like Houston uh, Coley's uh, April Fool's video essay about shrubbery and <laughs> films oh my god um anyways back to the synopsis um there's <laughs> I want to point out before we get to the next scene that there's a shot of T'Challa like on like he he's recovering from this badass thing that he did and he lands on the hood of uh Shuri's car that she's controlling and just yes. moves just all I I love the little motion it's just so sleek it just uh <laughs> yeah it's it, this is very well animated stuff here like it is really good just, oh, and he looks no, so cool. Also, 
But what were you saying? And, and also, like we forgot to mention earlier, this suit actually absorbs kinetic energy. And in an instant can be redistributed in, you know, a punch or anything. Even someone punching you, it can just be like, but yeah <laughs> yeah he ends up actually using that in a leap and it is oh my god it's amazing also he like i believe it's like the final um like blow to the chasing just he like runs onto a building wall mm-hmm. and then just jumps onto the car and then just claw just digs his claws into the wheel and it turns over oh my god Mm -hmm. it's so cool (laughs) it's so cool (laughs) yeah yeah it is um Um, but anyways um anyway the chase scene eventually ends after that and he ends up catching claw but there's an audience. Yep. And... and Claw is begging for mercy. <laughs> and you have uh, um, T'Challa just going, every moment you breathe is mercy from me. <laughs> and then he notices everyone watching. Yep. The world is watching, T'Challa. The world is watching. And, um... It's just like... That, that, um... That thing he says to Claw when he has him in his claws, but it's... Uh... Is a a direct quote from a comic where he says that to Namor and is like, yeah, that's cool. And also, just... We get Claw's bigotry right before he's begging for mercy. Yeah. Just, well, like, he calls them savages. Yep. Oh my god. So good right so much good writing of this. So much good. Because writing. that's exactly what angers T'Challa is just his yeah. bigotry. And then Claw's and he knows. Just, yeah, and his claws just smiling like a son of a bitch because of you can't kill me in front of all these people. You can't. You can't. I know you want to, but you can't do it. I am protected. It's Joker, Joker immunity. Oh my god. But yeah, they. Which again, I I want to point out very very quickly. If he wasn't cast as Alfred Pennyworth, he should have been the next Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would have been a good Penguin as well. Yeah. Or good too. Just anybody. Anybody he'd be perfect as. He's going to be great as Alfred, though. But anyway, moving on. But yeah, um, he's thrown into an interrogation room where he's annoying everybody. Yeah. um, He's just being a a regular annoying asshole and um white boy is like okay um 
<laughs> I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm going to go in there and interrogate him. And then we're going to take him to America and lock him up forever. And T'Challa's like, mm, that's very cute that you think that. But we're going to take him to Wakanda and lock him up forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the and then... And then um, they have all back and forth, and then just T'Challa's just fine, like, I respect your decision, and puts a hand on his uh, shoulder, and is like, <laughs> and then White Boy just does a little smugness at um, T'Challa's Secret Service person, and is just like, see, conversation. Uh,. <laughs> That's how we do and it, and you just... can tell you can tell Okoye just wants to slap that smugness right off his fucking face. Yep, with a spear. <laughs> I believe he also asked if she speaks English, and she says when she wants to. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, she wants to kill this. <laughs> she wants to kill this guy. So um... yeah, she puts up with zero bullshit. Yeah. The only time she does put up with it is when she's commanded to <laughs> by yeah. her king. But yeah, um, he goes into the interrogation room and Claus just explains Wakanda to him. Just, oh, <laughs> you think that I stole all of their vibranium? They have mountains of it. I stole a sliver. And you th you think that that was all of their supply? <laughs> Just, no, 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 no. It, they, the Spaniards were looking for El Dorado in South America. They were wrong. It was in Africa the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, he just gets into it. Of course... Ross just think it's the ramblings of a madman, you know, like he doesn't believe this shit. Like he's just like Wakanda's a third world country. This is ridiculous. Also why would they be sitting on a land like land of the greatest material known to man? Just yeah, no, no, you you're wrong. And it just shows just ah, uh, he, he calls them savages again, of course, because he's a piece yeah. of shit. And then White Boy goes out of the interrogation room. Is like, so um, you want to tell me something, T'Challa? Um, that man in the interrogation room says that you have been hiding vibranium from us. That you're not a third world country, and T'Challa's just like. You would believe a man in chains? <laughs> Just yeah, a desperate man? Especially one, especially one as clearly insane as this man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> their, cover, their covers go getting a bit endangered. And then uh, Eric shows up and blows up the wall. And open, opens fire into the room. Yeah. 
And he's Just wearing uh, totally obliterates the place. Yep. And he's wearing a mask of from the museum that, that mask that yeah where he's just like i'm just kind of feeling it <laughs> and also ross gets shot in the spine yep from protecting t'challa well, i don't think it was t'challa he feels that t'challa it was nikoya was it koya or i think Nikoya was guarding all I think he was guarding all of them because he knocks all of them to the ground first. He gets shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then T'Challa <laughs> notices that, but sees that Eric is getting away with Claw, so then he goes through and, you know, does his thing. Yep. Almost gets him, but gets hit by a grenade launcher, but notices that... Uh... Killmonger. He's wearing a certain ring on a necklace that is very specific. And if you've seen a certain bit of jewelry that T'Challa wears on his own finger, you would notice that it looks that totally ring... different. It doesn't look at it like it at all. It's no, just... no, 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 not at all. It, it, it's it's a totally original piece that looks nothing like anything else we've ever seen before. He's wearing a ring pop around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks it looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they uh, T'Challa basically lets him go away because of he can't catch up to him and then he goes back into the interrogation room where a uh, white boy is being damaged and they basically say um we can't leave him here he, <laughs> the only way that we're gonna heal him is if we can't take him to wakanda and so they do <laughs> and, and of course akoya is just like just just leave him let him die come on come on he he already knows too much and of course, T'Challa is willing to take that risk. Yeah. He's he's a good person, and he doesn't want anyone to die on his conscience. So he takes him in. <laughs> yeah. Even if it means negative repercussions for his country. Yeah. So they take him and put him into Shuri's care, where she refers to him as oh another white boy to fix <laughs> another broken white boy <laughs> yeah another broken white boy to fix and it we cut to um Killmonger and claw setting up to leave by a little plane and yeah um they're throwing it in and Killmonger says oh um I want you to stop by Wakanda first. And Claw's like, why would you want to go there? They're just a bunch of savages. They'll kill you on the spot. And it's just, no, 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 no. It wasn't a request. And then just yeah, opens like, fire is... on his team. Yeah, he opens fire on his team. And then Claw actually uses Eric's girlfriends as 
a human shield. And he's just like, you're not going to shoot me now. I, I have your girl here. You're not going to do anything to me. Because, you know, he just has that smug confidence where he thinks he can get out of anything like this. And then Eric's just like, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay. And then he shoots her right in the fucking face. <laughs> and Claw just bolts. Yeah, like, it legitimately shocks Claw that he did that. Like, he's just like, what the fuck? And he ends up just bolting. And, you know, he's partially, you know, disabled because he only has one arm now. Yeah. So... You're, you're kind of getting into this gray territory where Eric is sh- just wounding the shit and hunting down um, a disabled man. But also this disabled man is a vile piece of shit. Yeah. So it's kind of this gray area where, you know... It, 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 yeah, it just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like you can see Claw just like falling over, trying to get away, and just leaning against stuff with his non-existent arm because mm-hmm. he doesn't have his prosthetic anymore. It's just yeah, it's really good. It's really good, and. Even in the end, uh, Killmonger uh, catches up to him and he's at gunpoint and just like, they'll never let you in. They're savages. Look what they did to me. And just, and then uh, Killmonger sh- just pulls down his lip. Yeah, and you see a Wakandan spy tattoo. Uh-huh. Which I'm I'm very curious how he got that tattoo, if I'm being totally honest. I think um, it's biological. Uh, it's maybe. up for debate. I don't know. Um anyway, I that would be really stupid in my opinion, but anyway. Um ugh. But still, uh then he's just like, oh, you're one of them. I should have known the whole time. And he just starts laughing hysterically. And then just final shot straight to the brain. He's dead. Yep. And that's a total shock to comic book fans. Because there's like, it, even me, whenever I saw this in the theater for the first time, I was like, what the? It just, you shot claw point blank like but he hasn't become a sound man first (laughs) he hasn't become a sound man yet and just ah, gasp (laughs) it's it's actually legitimately shocking for both you know the actual audience and comic book fans and it's really effective. Because, I mean, the audience is like, oh, I saw him in Age of Ultron, and I, I read on this uh, little article here that he's supposed to be a big deal to Black Panther. It's like, yeah. no, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> uh, 
it does it saddens me a bit because I know he's not a great person but also I'm not sad well I guess I'm sad about the storytelling uh opportunities miss because yeah. of his death but also he's a piece mm -hmm. of shit it's very much like um baron von strucker being murdered in uh age of ultron just oh you could have used that but now he's dead <laughs> also a, they, a do special... use, they, they do use him a little bit in uh agents of shield then again you get into the very strange aspects of is it canon is it not yeah are you watching it are you not <laughs> also red skull from captain america who blasted away not to see be seen until the finale yeah it's, okay okay we're not we're not gonna do any more red skull stories okay <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I want to see, uh, I really want to see Claw come back for uh, Venom <laughs> 3, probably, <laughs> because of Andy Serkis, you're directing Venom 2, so... Mm. Yeah, and, well, Venom is part of... The Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. Gotta use like... one of those Marvel characters. <laughs> also, Venom has a weakness to sound, and Claw is made out of sound. Ah, uh, gold mine. Yeah. Also, or you should can... I say a vibranium <laughs> mine? Ah, uh, but um. But yeah, you could just, like bring him back, just like say that his consciousness was downloaded into his prosthetic, and just like, and whatever yeah. his name. Well, he's dead, but his company could be like, "Oh, we brought back this guy because these symbiotes are a bad thing." Just yeah, just 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 do it, please, please, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, but, um. But, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And the next scene is Eric Killmonger going like into Wakanda in the river tribe and showing up with his body in a bag. And T'Challa's friend sees it. He's like, oh, this guy delivered. I believe he has a right to be heard. Yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, God. And Michael B. Jordan just... Oh, my God. Just... I've got a little surprise for you. Just... Mm, you're just such a good actor. Ah! <laughs> and such good writing. It's just, oh, my God. We... As you can see, we're pouring so much love onto this film. Yeah. Is it biased? Fuck yes, it is. But I don't care. It's a really fucking good movie. Yeah. 
Um, also, we um, see uh, T'Challa ask uh, Forrest Whitaker, Vizier person? Whatever. Um, about the ring around Killmonger's neck. Uh-huh. And, uh, and of course, um, Zuri actually tries to deny it at first. In fact, a couple times. And, you know, then he said that he swore to the king he would not speak of this. And then T'Challa just screams at him. He's like, I am your king now. <laughs> and it's just like, <sighs> you can just feel the air leave the room. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, whew, and then we get uh, back to Oakland in 1992. Just not a good time no. for no, 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 black people in Oakland, California specifically. I don't know if there's another Oakland. Um, yeah, very bad. Very, very bad, bad indeed. So, um. Circling back to that flashback from the beginning, um, basically, Killmonger's father is um, set up in California as a Wakandan spy. Yes, and is T'Chaka's brother. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, uh, he has... In his time of being a spy over there, uh, Zuri says that it had radicalized him mm -hmm. because he had fallen in love with an American woman. And he started and... seeing the horrors of racism in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh kind of hard to not be radicalized where you see that bullshit um but god he tries explaining to t'chaka just yeah in in a very diplomatic fashion and you know very loving fashion he really tries to break through to t'chaka and he, like tries to explain to him and t'chaka's just like no and he's like I knew you want to understand, and that's the reason why I had to do this the way I did it, because he actually is the one that got Claw into Wakanda in the first place to yep. steal the vibranium so he could actually take some of it for himself for this revolution that he was planning. And... You know, then T'Chaka's just like, you will come back and answer for your crimes. Also, and... um, young Forrest Whitaker reveals that he was a spy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he ends up deciding, you know what? No, I'm not going back there. And he shoots his own brother. 
But of course, he's wearing a bulletproof suit. Yeah. I mean, he was aiming for young Forrest Whitaker, but... Yeah, well, yeah, he was aiming for Zuri, but, you know, he ends up shooting his brother instead. And then T'Chaka ends up just slicing his throat. Yep. Just... (sighs) And you can just see the tear falling down his brother's eye. Like, it's... It is a dual port, like dual betrayal. Yeah, and it's just tragic as all fuck. If and I would really love to see, um, if we got to see a young T'Chaka, like another flashback. I'd like to see this actor return, like how they've done it with the Howard Stark stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> um, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and oh, also, um, ah, that then hurt. you see, then you see a young Eric looking up to the sky and seeing a strange light in the clouds going away and disappearing. And then the dread, the dread just fills his eyes, and you know that he knows exactly what that means. Yep. But we don't see the aftermath of that yet. We just hear the monologue where T'Challa asks, "And what of the boy?" And Zuri says, "We left him." And it's just like, ooh, oh, ooh, it hurts. Fuck. It hurts so much. <laughs> and this actually gets into a little, just, just, just a little bit of our foreign policy regarding going to other countries and inflicting tragedy upon people and just leaving them to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And creating enemies of our own. (laughs) Yep. So we get a scene with White Boy, and it doesn't matter, and we're skipping it, so... um... It, it it does matter greatly, but yeah, it matters that we establish that um, who Eric is, that that he's a former soldier who topples governments and black ops stuff and all that, and also scars his body for each kill. Yeah. Also, we established that the train and the vibranium mound is a. Uh, yeah yeah what it does and stuff um but yeah that's about it besides white boy's backstory but yeah yeah we don't really get a white boy backstory he's just kind of there like i'll i'll sum up his entire subplot see go ahead and do that um white boy brought to wakanda white boy healed uh white boy is former pilot and then white boy 
is told that he has to pilot, and that's a big step for him to go back into piloting. <laughs> and that's about it. Isn't that such an interesting story for White Boy? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the least interesting part of the movie, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, um... So we go to the throne room where Eric's being brought in and <laughs> oh my god it's so good it's so good just <laughs> yeah because again like Ch- T'Challa's friend is just like oh I think he has a right to be heard he did after all kill the person they had a grudge against but mm-hmm. who killed I'm my parents I'm like you T'Challa <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god just um they like say that we know who you are and you're a just a mercenary for the US government and you're a bad person and just like get out of here and uh, but, but T'Challa does speak with him just <laughs> just like uh, I know who you are just go quietly. We do not need this. And then, uh, boy, we also <laughs> get Eric's just. Um, I see all of you just sitting around and up here, all nice and comfy, while the rest of our brothers and sisters are murdered in the streets. And then T'Challa is just like. I don't rule all people. <laughs> and then Eric says, all people? Last time I checked, life started here in Africa, so aren't all people your people? <laughs> oh, God. Just... That's really, like, again, Killmonger is just... Oh, my God, he's... Mm, such a good character probably better than his comic counterpart but yeah i don't know i haven't i don't know anything about his comic book counterpart so yeah. i couldn't say i but... don't know either i know that the mask that um he wore earlier is what his comic counterpart wears but uh-huh i don't know i again i haven't read many black panther stories which i'm hoping to change soon yeah. But yeah, a- after that it exchanged, it T'Challa just like get him out of here. And then uh Eric's just yelling well not yelling exactly, like angrily speaking, ask me who I am. Is yeah, he just keeps saying over again, ask me who I am. <laughs> and then, you know, T'Challa's just walking back to his throne. He's thinking that everything's going to be fine. And then... The one asshole has to say it. Who are you? It's just like, god damn it. You could see his face. Uh, Shit. (laughs) Oh my god. And uh, Michael B. Jordan just fucking... Acting, stealing the scene. Well, ev- oh my god, everyone's just created the scene. 
<laughs> yeah, because let let's let's point out right here. T'Challa is still making his father's mistake. Yeah. Because he still feels like he is obligated to follow by his father's example despite him disagreeing. But that has consequences. Yeah, just... <laughs> I don't want to sell anyone short in this scene like the River Tribe friend is just like all his scene in this is just like well here he is well <laughs> you did kill him T'Challa well <laughs> he killed him it's just like disappointment all over his face for T'Challa throughout the scene yeah. Yeah, absolutely and then oh my god T'Challa just trying to be peaceful and noble and Eric's just after they ask him just the cracks finally just give way and let and his anger comes out it's just oh my god oh yeah then he starts yelling (laughs) and he just yells his name that he's the son of I I forget again I don't know T'Chaka's brother's name yeah, he's the son of the prince, and then we get, and then he says, "I found my daddy with panther claws in his chest." Just oh, God. oh, the way that Michael B. Jordan sells that line is just gold. Yeah, like there's plenty of people that could say those words, and it would come off as kind of hilarious the way he says that line you can feel the fucking pain in it like he is still haunted by that exact moment of finding his dad just dead on the floor like oh my god just you can tell that he's been waiting to just for this moment his entire life just oh my god which he literally does say later on in the movie I've waited my entire life (laughs) just oh my god so good so good and and then he uh (laughs) he challenges T'Challa to his throne and T'Challa's mother is just like, no, this can't, this isn't true. This isn't true. This is impossible. And um, they finally like accept it, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, and then one of the council members is just like, it, it'll take weeks to schedule. We can't just go immediately into this. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't need all of Wakanda to be there. I just need him and someone to get me out of these chains. God. Sorry we're gushing so much about Michael B. Jordan's performance in this movie, but it really is top-notch. It's Yeah. Um, the writing, the direction, the acting. Holy shit. <laughs> just, 
we don't get like a lot of this in like not just in superhero movies but like in media in general it's just new yeah like this is a man who is proud of his culture like wakanda is <laughs> yeah and his just but he actually is and this is very interesting because wakanda is very proud of their culture killmonger is very proud of his african american heritage and culture yeah and the movie shows through you know both sides of the coin how being too proud of your culture can blind you in a way yeah and it's just again like it's it's just so fucking good oh my god oh my god but anyways we go back to the riverbed from earlier in the movie and uh they're setting up the fight and then uh, uh eric takes off his shirt and we see like all of these marks on him Mm-hmm. And he just starts talking about how many he's killed, including his own brothers and sisters. See, yeah, like he he does point out, he's like, yeah, I've killed my own because they're just standing in the way of my goal here. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of points out that his goals are much more self-serving. He doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. <laughs> I mean... He does, but it also comes from a, from a place of ego. Just yeah, just he's very much like Rachel Ghoul in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can see that. As if Rachel Ghoul is just like. Oh, I'm saving the human race. <laughs> and it just so happens that I'm one of the only people that survives. <laughs> unless. Because I am one of the only ones that is worthy. Yeah, unless, you know, Batman, you want to kill me? You want to kill me and take my place? <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I know you want to. Come on! <laughs> it's no big deal! <laughs> but anyways, um, they start fighting, and T'Challa is actually losing. <laughs> yeah, it actually shows that Eric has trained very fucking well because if he can kick the shit out of T'Challa you know that this man has trained in many different art art forms of fighting yeah like T'Challa he can fight (laughs) like he can fight but it's obvious he can fight like he can kick just about any of the Avengers asses in a heartbeat but T'Challa also has other places where he's 
good at, like peace and diplomacy and very well read, but mm -hmm. Eric... Whereas Eric, it's in his last name, Killmonger. Yeah. Literally, he lives to kill. <laughs> just, oh my god. Yeah, just, he, the only thing he does has been killing people, so. You gotta, he's got a slight advantage in this fight. Yeah. So... Because here's the thing. T'Challa doesn't fight to kill. Mm -mm. Eric does. <laughs> and, oh my god. Uh, but yeah, er, uh, T'Challa's losing, and then the vizier steps in, Forrest Whitaker. Just like, no. Uh, he's got nothing to do with this. Uh, I, I'm the reason why your father is dead. And... Uh, Kill Killmonger says, "I'll take you both, Uncle. What's his name?" And uh, he'll just say, uh, or does he just does he say Uncle? Yeah, he says Uncle. Or does he like um the name that he was going by in America? Because like oh yeah, I I forgot about that bit. Oof. Yeah, just. Symbolizes his betrayal <laughs> towards <laughs> Eric, and oh yeah, yeah, it's just so, mm, writing so good, writing so good. But yeah, uh, he stabs him, and he dies. And T'Challa is very broken up about it. And then T'Challa is kicked oh, over the waterfall. Like this guy has been a part of his entire life and just sees him killed right before him. And then he just goes all in again, doesn't have weapons anymore. He's just fighting with his bare fists mm -hmm. and he has, his face is bleeding. He has already had the shit kicked out of him, but he goes in for more and boy, was that a mistake. Yeah, oh, boy. So he's kicked over a waterfall, and we—he's presumed dead. And yeah, while watching this for the first time, I was very shocked because of this is T'Challa's first movie. <laughs> on his own, and then he dies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like everyone in the theater was shocked, but like you know, oh, he's coming back, right? <laughs> yeah, like people who weren't familiar with his involvement in Infinity War, and were unfamiliar with the significance of the character of T'Challa they're probably seeing that and going like what the fuck yeah <laughs> I mean obviously I know that he's coming back but like for a minute it made me question it which is very good well I mean this is like one of the only times I can think of where 
the Marvel hero has been severely fucked up in a fight. Yeah. I'd say one of the only times I would, I think I've seen that happen is probably in the final act of Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, there's also Iron Man. Where he's just laying oh, on yeah. the ground. Ah! <laughs> he is very fucked up by the end. <laughs> and also, Infinity War is just a movie about entirely getting fucked up. <laughs> and losing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, Eric takes the throne and he's uh, put in the same ritual that T'Challa was put in earlier. The final ritual. And he goes into the afterlife and it's not uh, the grasslands of Wakanda. It's... No, it's the apartment complex where he was raised. This scene. More specifically, the apartment where he found his dead father. Mm-hmm. Because he has never left that moment mentally, Mm-mm. and he's not—he's not attached to the rest of Wakanda like T'Challa is. Mm-mm. Like genetically, he is, but not in his heart. It this no, uh, but yep, he enters his uh dad's apartment and he uh checks looks around and where the hidden guns are they're in the exact same place and then he puts it up and then uh right over there on the bed is his dad (laughs) and oh god the words that he speaks is like no tears for me people die every day that's just how it is here oh my god oh it's just god because again you see the difference between these two characters and by these two characters i'm talking about t'challa and eric because t'challa a man who comes from privilege like the highest of privilege he whenever he meets his father in the afterlife he weeps he actually cries at his feet whereas Eric him and his father remain level eye to eye and not a single tear leaves his eye because he's just seen too much he's not a man who was raised in a privileged life he has had to suffer through so much traumatic shit that see that the sight of his father that he hasn't seen since he was a child doesn't even phase him yeah i mean you can tell that on the inside (laughs) just oh he's crying (laughs) real hard on the inside 
but on the outside just dead yeah and of course this breaks his father's heart just seeing he just starts crying because he he knows that he has not only failed his son but also he he mourns for the monster he has become yeah just oh my god and they there's also the they start talking about wakanda and like his father says they think uh like why wakanda is hasn't reached out to them and his father says and that yeah and also another thing to point out he killmonger is also a child in this realm yeah most of it is him as a child yeah. uh whew, but uh they they um ask why wakanda hasn't come at looked after them and uh his father says uh they think that we're lost and eric says oh well what if they're the ones that are lost and that's why they can't find us (laughs) ryan coogler oh you're so good at this (laughs) He he really knows how to just tug at your heart in ways that you just weren't expecting. But whenever it happens, you're just like, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really watched Creed or any other Ryan Coogler movie. Oh, uh, Creed is excellent. Fruitful Station. Oh my God, that movie. But... This movie really makes me want to watch another Ryan Coogler movie. Yes. Um, I, I will say this. Watch Fruitful Station first. Because that's his feature debut. And also, it's it's certainly not an uplifting movie. Um, and then watch Creed after that, because that movie will make you cry your fucking eyes out, but by the end, it will uplift you, because it actually is positive by the end. Understandably, there's there's a legitimate reason as to why Fruitful Station is not a positive ending, um, because it's dealing with very real shit. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll have to rewatch all the rocky movies because i need to give them another shot yeah but still like if you just go into greed you don't need to watch the other rocky movies to understand what's going yeah. on in there just... yeah but anyways yes anyway, anyway synopsis is... uh yes. eric wakes back up from the afterlife and he's very clearly fucked up by it <laughs> Just emotionally. Yeah. And then he tells the um oh, what would they I guess the farmers? The, gardeners? The, I don't know if they'd be gardeners because they, like 
they're they're taking care of something sacred. I wouldn't call them nuns. That's Catholic, but whatever they are. Yeah. Anyway, they the basically protectors of this sacred herb. He tells them to burn it all. Yeah. And while he's telling them to do this, Nakia actually comes in and steals one herb in her stealthy spy mode shenanigans. And we get to probably one of the most beautiful shots in this entire movie right here, where they end up caving and burning it because he basically threatens their lives. Yeah, he's he's straight up uh, <laughs> lifts someone by the neck. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and you just see him watching as the fire burns, and it just kind of illuminates him in almost silhouette fashion and you see all of his scars and just there's so much going on in this shot and I could go on a really long tangent just on this shot but I won't because <laughs> we still have so much movie to talk about um, yeah um, it's a very beautiful shot I'll just say that uh, so uh, Nakia and um white boy shuri and t'challa's mother uh they are out uh they're escaping from wakanda before anything yeah, bad well, happens he because nakia actually does try to go to okoye first yeah and they have and just like an emotional scene as well an emotional debate of yeah. sorts and okoye refuses to leave because she believes that she is meant to serve her country first even if that means serving under a madman like killmonger yeah she she says um i am serving that throne no matter who sits on it just mm. and also i forget her name I apologize, but she's also acting very well because of... Um, are you talking about the actress playing Nakia or... Uh, Okoye? Oh, Okoye? Um, I mean, they're both selling it very well. Yeah, they both they both are. Yeah, I forget the actress's name that plays Okoye, but... Yeah, she's really good. All I know is she's from Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh... Their, their little group goes and escapes to the gorilla tribe of Wakanda. Which is icy as all fuck. Yeah! I'm not sure how that works uh, environmentally, but sure! <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going over, and uh, before they enter, T'Challa's mother offers it to... Uh, Nikoya, and oh, I got oh. my little fur daughter is 
crying probably oh. once up there. Okay, that's Do you wanna? okay. Come on, you can come up. Come on. Not, not, not on, not on that. There we go. There we go. Oh, and now I got a mad kitty cat. No. <laughs> frustration all around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll unplug that. Um, but, yeah, um, where were we? Um, they're heading to the gorilla tribe. And, um, they get caught. And they're taken to Imbaku's throne. Hmm. Yeah, and also, this throne, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. They have Again, a very uh, nice view. Oh, God, it's... Seriously, I can go on for hours just how brilliantly this movie is shot. The cinematography is off the fucking charts. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, but anyways, um, they offer the herb to M'Baku because of they are... He's the only one that's fought T'Challa to uh, almost beat T'Challa. And Mbaku's just can see that he's very tempted, but oh yeah, but he's grown. He's grown as a character, and he says, "Follow me." And he takes him them to T'Challa in a little snowbed, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> just we found him. Uh, floating in the river and we took him here and so they uh, smashed the little herb into some juice and then poured into T'Challa's mouth to... and then bury him in the snow yep to hopefully bring him back and then we go back to the afterlife <laughs> also can I, I love how his first burial is in Earth, and his second burial is basically essentially in water, because snow is just frozen water. Yeah. <laughs> so, just pointing out that brilliance there, because... Water is basically almost kind of like a baptism in a way where he's actually, it, it shows his growth as a character. Again, I'm getting on pretentious tangents here, but still, really fucking good shit. This is a very artistic Marvel movie, and God, I just... <clears throat> yeah, um, we get to one of... I mean, there's so many good scenes in this movie, but one of the best scenes of the movie where uh, T'Chaka and the other kings of former kings of Wakanda go to T'Challa in the afterlife, and they're like, it's your time, come on, uh, you can rest now. And, <laughs> and oh, yes, the words that T'Challa says, he's just like, I cannot rest while that man sits on the throne. And, and it's, oh boy, then it gets more intense from there because, 
he actually asks is it's like why did you abandon him and his father just says i did what was best for wakanda what i thought was best for our people and ooh, it's just like God, he's just like, you are wrong to abandon him. All of you were wrong. And I can't even say it in the range that Chadwick says it because it is just on a whole nother level. The way he just explodes with emotion in that moment. Yeah, just... Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but, yeah, after that, he wakes up out of the snowbed, and, <laughs> and he asks for a blanket. Of course he does, because it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, and Baku, I mean, T'Challa's standing up again, and he ha- they ask the rest of everyone to leave the room so they can chat. And mm-hmm. Baku and T'Challa's like, My, I could use an army. Well, no, no, no. Um, T'Challa says, uh, thank you. And Baku's just like, I owed you a debt. And he's just saying it kind of defeated mm-hmm. yeah because of like he does respect T'Challa but also just he still doesn't like him <laughs> yeah just I had to do it because he's you he spared me and yeah, yeah and I like, could have had that herb it's like I could have had it but god damn it my honor overtook me I just those Damn morals. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's and T'Challa's just ask I could use an army and Mbaka's just no 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 you you Wakanda has abandoned the gorilla tribe for centuries. This is the first time any one out of the gorilla tribe has stepped foot here. And T'Challa is just prom- just like, I cannot speak for past kings. Again, one of the best lines in this entire movie. I know we say that a lot, but trust me, this movie has so many good lines of dialogue. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and oh my god. Oh my god, it's so good. Just this whole thing, you can just sum up our thoughts. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, T'Challa's but he, just. He still ends up saying no. He's like, just, just go. <laughs> yeah. And he promises to protect his mother. Yeah. While he goes off. And T'Challa basically faces off 
goes on to face off uh, oh, Wakanda also, on his own. Another thing about that scene. Sorry to bring up White Boy again. <laughs> but this is an excellent scene where he just stares him down. And then he threatens that him and his tribe will eat him. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, just kidding, we're vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good line. Just Winston Duke is has excellent comedic timing. It's just I I do hope that Mbaku comes back for more. I mean, he came back in Infinity War, but still. You know. Oh, I'm sh- I'm certain he will come back for more. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he got like a uh, Disney Plus series or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would be good. All right. Hmm. Trying to think what he could be in. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Be an Ant Man movie? <laughs> he certainly would be the funniest part. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure how he would fit in with that, because <laughs> like he's he's just he becomes a diplomat of Wakanda. <laughs> he's so traditional in so many ways i don't know him and hank pym in the same room would be fucking hilarious (laughs) yeah (laughs) but Um, yeah um bring back in baku for something yes please uh so yeah t'challa goes off and he basically fate goes on to face wakanda on it on his own with some people in the background but still but yeah um eric is setting up the invasion of the entire earth with vibranium weapons yep just shipping it off to the what would you yeah the spies of wakanda and other countries and some of the spies aren't on board for it and then he says that they'll come around (laughs) Oh god. And and also just he's basically become the most advanced arms dealer. Yeah. And he's going to start an uprising just uh and and how he says that this time we're going to we're the ones that's going to be on top. Just uh. Mhm. But yeah, um, they're setting up and one of the aircrafts uh, go off uh, soaring and then it mysteriously blows up and crashes (laughs) in the field and just guess who steps Um, out? (laughs) Yep. T'Challa. The challenge is not over and as you can see, I am not dead. (laughs) And uh, Eric just like, no, 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 no. All that challenge shit is over. (laughs) But yeah, T'Challa is still moving. So Eric's Mm -hmm. just like, kill him. 
and mm-hmm. just send an entire army after him and uh t'challa faces it off hand hand yeah head on <laughs> and so we get some battles and shuri and nikoya start get their stuff and start fighting back again yeah and, and nakia as well yeah and also the river tribe guy ends up sicking his rhinos on black panther yep and also can i point out one thing um he doesn't kill the rhinos no he just knocks them out yeah just no no sit sit boy sit <laughs> yeah he he cares about nature as well even just... though oh my god that first rhino hit just <laughs> it's not good just wham and then just flies through the air and we get a great shot of t'challa falling through the air and landing yeah i mean it is a good thing that um he got the blunt end of it and not the spike yeah (laughs) but yeah he sets up a like um eric is about to kill shuri and T'Challa, being ganged up on, finally has enough enough, and uh, sets off his kinetic wave and starts running after him. Also, Eric has his own suit, and it's the gold yeah. necklace. <laughs> yes, it is the gold suit that T'Challa was tempted to wear earlier. Mm-hmm. And it basically shows how eric has succumbed to his temptation of power yeah also shows off his personality and um he's very showy yeah absolutely (laughs) and um eric and t'challa fall into the Of Wakant of Vibranium, and they fight through the air and they land on the tracks. Yeah, and I will say that um, I want to point out I'm pretty sure, at least, that the visual effects department had to crunch on this. Like, yeah, they had, they were cutting it very close to the theatrical release date like it was a matter of weeks wasn't it yeah they i think they finished it like close to one month before the movie came out maybe even closer because ooh, that's mm, not not a good way to treat your animators (laughs) yeah it is really not at all and if I remember right, there was an alternate version of this fight that might have been a little more practical. That at least that's what I've heard. Yeah. So I'm wondering what um, caused them to change it to a fully CGI battle in a 
fully CGI background. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. There's a lot of cut content. And, and done in such a short amount of time. Yeah, there's a lot of cut content, apparently, from Black Panther. Uh, if I remember right, uh, the original cut came close to, like, five hours. Well, that's that's the assembly cut. That's... They're... Like, if, if you have an assembly cut, like, that is going to be ridiculously long. So, you know... They're, they were obviously going to trim down quite a bit from that, but still, like, I, I'm just very curious what that original fight looked like. Because, and if it would have been easier on the animators. I mean, it probably would if it was practical. If it was mostly practical, at least. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um... Uh, T'Challa tells Shuri to activate the train, because if that will negate the vibranium. <laughs> yeah, it, it will actually make it, you know, start glitching and get all patchy and everything. And, and... It, it's it's very weird. Like it it looks like it's just breaking down on a cellular level. Yeah. Because it's nanotech, so. And I, people give this scene a lot of shit. F, just because of the because of the crunched CGI well, and everything. It's not, it, it's not because of the crunch because well, people don't care about animators, which is not good! Well, yeah, like, here's the thing. They don't care about the crunch, but they care about the results of crunch. Yeah. Just... If it's not... And the, if it's not a good product after the crunch, then... Then we care about the quality, but... Ugh. Uh, but... People give this scene a lot of shit because of they're like, oh, it's PS2 graphics in a 2016 film. Oh, looky here. Yeah, and again, I I don't like the way it looks, but at the same time, like you're not. There's still emotional weight there. Yeah, you're not thinking about it while watching it because of it's the final battle the climax to the film and just there's as you said emotional weight to it yeah yeah um people give it too much yet anyways um they fight and t'challa wins by by stabbing Killmonger in the chest with his own blade. Yeah. He dies Green Goblin style. <laughs> and then we get another Michael B. Jordan fantastic performance. Oh god. He's actually talking about how his father told him that Wakanda had the most beautiful sunsets. Yep. And like, and could you believe that? 
a kid raised in Oakland believing in fairy tales. Oh, yeah. Also, he, he says, um, nice move, cuz. Just... Yeah, that too. <sighs> Again, like there's so many small moments like that that are just oh, so good. Oh my god, it's so good. But, yeah, um, T'Challa in like a final like trying to in a small way make up for the pain that's caused this past mistake caused in 1992 he uh carries uh eric up from the pit to a place where he can finally watch the sunset of wakanda and <laughs> uh, t'challa they're just watching it as Eric's mystified by the beauty of it. And the soundtrack is just... Again, the score. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. And then it perfectly encapsulates just the emotion of that moment. Like, it really sells it in a way that it, like here's the thing that I feel music is supposed to do. It is supposed to elevate the the visual as well as the performance in ways that the visual and the performance cannot. And this score does that, especially in this fucking scene. Yeah. Um. If you need a clearer example uh remember that shot where in star wars where luke is looking out on the sunset of his desert planet and the score and the score is just booming in the background if you take that score out it's just a guy looking at the sunset <laughs> yep nothing significant about it without that score but then you put the score in, and then, oh, wonderment and a soon-to-be adventure. Uh, yeah, that's when. Whereas this, on the other hand, there's significance even without the score. Yeah. Ah, oh, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, T'Challa says, "We can heal you," and. Eric's response is uh, to what? Just live in chains for the rest of my life? No, no. Yeah, and and then he's just like, no. My ancestors knew that it was better. And Wait, no, he actually said, no. Bury me in the ocean because my ancestors knew it was better to die than live in bondage. And it's just Oh, that was his final line of dialogue as he pulls that blade out of his chest and just dies yeah. right there. I mean, and you can just feel the re you can feel the remorse that T'Challa feels. You can see it in his face, just this mournful regret that he wasn't able to save him. You know, I will just... admit, um, the T'Challa's reaction to that 
out of context it kind of makes me <laughs> giggle a bit just just <laughs> how he looks just oh you don't have to do that Ooh, you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah out of context it can be pretty funny but in context it's <laughs> yeah tragic as hell. yeah it's very tragic <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Eric dies, and yeah, presumably they bury him, but, uh, T'Challa and Shuri, they, uh, go to America, and they're standing in front of the apartment building where all of this started. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, they're like uh Shuri says, um when you said that you take me to America, I didn't think you'd take me to this. I thought you'd take me to Disneyland or <laughs> <laughs> Gotta throw in just just gotta have a shameless plug to Disneyland right there. I thought you'd take me to uh McDonald's or Disneyland. <laughs> 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 and then he actually says this is the place where our uncle was killed and then she's just like oh and it turns out that there's a little dis deconstruction sign out on the outside of the building and she's like oh it's a shame that uh they're tearing it down and just and she says, good rinse. And T'Challa's just, no, 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 they're not tearing it down. <laughs> this is going to be, because I bought this building. And that building over there. And that building over there. And that building over there. And and he says that, <laughs> I, I just love how he just At does that. At this point, Wakanda probably bought the Stark Industries building as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that. Because <laughs> we still don't know who the buyer is. Ugh. I'm hoping it's Fantastic Four, but if it's Wakanda, that's fine too. It's probably Oscorp, if we're being told. Oh, no! <laughs> I, well, given that that's probably coming to an end, then they're going to have to sell that building to someone else. <laughs> but... Anyways, uh, there. T'Challa says that this is going to be the first Wakandan embassy, and he has appointed Shuri as the research and science outreach advisor. I I think that's right. Something like that. It basically uses her skills to help yeah. people in America. Well, specifically black people in America. <laughs> yes. And, and then we see this child playing basketball in the same court that young Eric was playing basketball and whenever he saw the ship in the sky yeah. and he was filled with dread, this kid is filled with wonder. Because and... of they reveal 
their um, little airship. They turn off yeah. the cloaking device and land it in the basketball court. Yeah, they actually let them see it. They're they're not in hiding like the previous king was. Yeah. And it the other kids it instantly you know, it instantly trying to think of the instills trust and wonder in these kids where Eric didn't have that yeah. trust. And specifically this one kid that is clearly meant to be a parallel to Eric because yeah. he looks exactly like him. And just and the other kids run up to the aircraft and they're like, oh wow, what's that? Maybe we should uh strip it for parts and I'm just sure of course Shuri's just like no 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 <laughs> And then she tells them about Wakanda. They're like, Wakanda, what's that? It's just, oh, yeah, oh my god. It just... They're actually helping now. It's just, oh my god. And then... Yeah, the kid that we these kids something to actually believe in. Yeah. And then... Then, of course, this one kid looks so much like Eric approaches T'Challa... <laughs> and he's just like oh is that yours and he's like yeah that's mine and he asks who are you and just cut to credits <laughs> as T'Challa yeah. just smiles it's just, uh, speaking of which the song in the credits all the stars excellent excellent in credit song there's a lot of in credit songs that are really cheesy and lame this is not one of them this is actually a really fucking good song um yeah we have an after credit scene with um bucky comes back that's about it <laughs> yeah and then there is another one which is the mid credit scene Mm -hmm. um, where you have T'Challa at the United Nations. Yep. And he ends up saying that he's going to reveal Wakanda's secrets to them to offer them some help. And, it's like, <laughs> and that them being all smugglers, like, <laughs> really? What is a third world country going to offer us? Being all smug assholes about it. And then he just gets a smile on his face. And then it ends. Yep. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, you, you don't even know. You poor white man, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was black panther and as you can clearly see that we really 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 enjoyed it yeah i will say that whenever i first when the first time i saw this movie i was kind of lukewarm on it it took time for me to fully embrace it i will say that because 
it didn't feel like anything else I had seen. It didn't even really feel like any other Ryan Coogler movie I had seen. So I I was kind of taken aback a little by it, you know, and also with me knowing certain things about comic books, there were aspects of it like with um, Claw dying and M'Baku being a good guy where I was kind of like, what? But, you know, it, 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 over time, the movie really, I really warmed up to it and I realized just how fucking excellent this movie is. Like, my God. I don't just enjoy this movie. I adore it. Yeah, I, I really do too. It's probably the best MCU film next to Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2. Yeah, because I'll say this. With how I would rate these specifically, I mean, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, And honestly, Black Panther and Infinity War are in a bit of a tie. And then it's the... Venom movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is way, 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 way down. Um, (laughs) But then I would probably say the first Avengers movie. I know. Okay. I know. I know. It's it's for another podcast. Yeah. No, for another podcast that I we'll know. get into it. Very nostalgic for it, but I know. I know, Jenny. You're not so much a fan of it, but <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Black Panther is easily my number three or number four. It's really yeah. good, and in a franchise of well over, like, what is it, 24 films now? Yeah, I think it's around 24 films, or it, it'll eventually get there. So, so yeah, considering how many films are in the franchise by now, being my number three or four, that is really high up there. Yeah, it's one of those films of the MCU that... Uh, harkens back to the uh, days of phase one and like very 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 like a lot of it that you can relate to like there are moments in other mcu films post phase one that you can relate to yeah it it honestly like this movie because you brought up phase one it honestly reminds me of uh the first Thor movie in a way, Kenneth Branagh's oh, Thor, yeah. because this movie has that same vibe of presenting a whole new world to an audience as yeah. well as having a genuinely earnest and artful way of telling a story. Yeah. Um, Ryan, it feels like Ryan Coogler's answer to the first Thor movie. Yeah, it does. Like, uh, 
They both have the the dark secrets of the past finally being revealed and biting you in the ass. (laughs) Honestly, that's every Thor movie. Yeah. But in the first Thor movie... It's done expertly in the first Thor movie. Yeah. And Dark World is just... Oh, okay. Does this change anything? No. Not really. And it introduces it in Infinity Stone. But that's about it. <laughs> since we're... Oh. Since we're probably not going to be covering Thor the Dark World. I will say... It was a mistake to put the Infinity Stone, the reality Infinity Stone, into Jane Foster. It should have been Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Should have been. Unless you were going to make Jane Foster Scarlet Witch somehow. I don't know (laughs) how you do that. But say that she has a twin brother, Pietro, and she used to go. She she has a middle name of Wanda. <laughs> that, that'd be <laughs> awful. That that's awful fan. Oh yeah, that's but... awful. But <laughs> thank God I... they did not. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, Joss Whedon, you were overseeing Phase Two with Kevin Feige, and you had some. Uh, notes on Thor 2. Uh, where were you on that one? Hmm? Just, it's almost like you're not very good at your job. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Coogler's Black Panther is honestly quite excellent. And uh, we probably don't have to answer this. Yeah, we, we've made it pretty clear which one we prefer out of these yeah. two topics on this episode. Like, Panther Quest, not not to give EMH some sh- any shit, but uh, yeah, cause it's Panther Quest is very good. And that is, a, it's a very good episode. I don't want to... Yeah. And also has a very good Black Panther actor mm-hmm. and James C. Mathis, which thankfully they did not replace for after EMH. Mm-hmm. Just and but MCU's Black Panther is just so much better. It's so much. It's just it's perfect. It's kind of it feels a bit unfair comparing them, but. You know, yeah. anything's up uh, up for the table on this show that, you know, follows the rules and stuff. So, yeah, with that, uh, either next week we'll get uh, the Care Bears episode of Roz's, or uh, Gwen will be back with uh, Return to New York, which will be at TMNT, yeah. or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage 2003. Yep. Or uh, as you know, some people what as the cool kids say, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Cut out the teenage and the mutant, just ninja turtles. <laughs> Hello fellow yeah. kids. <laughs> but it's okay. Um but 
Yeah, that will be Return to New York from TMNT 2003 versus Return to New York from TMNT 2012. And with that, I have been Jenny. I'm going. And uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.